Hi friend, my name is Melissa and I'm obsessed with cheering on other women in this thing called life. I'm a wife, mom of three, online nutrition and fitness coach, online course creator, and the owner of the Happy Party Co. The Happy Party Podcast isn't just any party. This is a happy party where you can come as you are and celebrate the big things and the not so big things that are going on in your life because all of the things matter. When you come to this happy party every Wednesday, we are going to help you see that you can succeed at those nutrition and fitness goals you've always wanted to accomplish. We will cheer you on as you go after those passions on your heart and strive to do what makes you happy in your profession. We are going to help you recognize that you can find happiness in the everyday, and we will hear from other women who are spreading happiness in all they do in this world. We want to help you honor the body God has given you physically so that you can overcome what life throws you mentally, so you can shine your light. Sound good? Okay, my friend, grab a cup of coffee, a jug of water, or a glass of Chardonnay, put on those party hats and yoga pants, grab a seat, and welcome to the party at the Happy Party Podcast. Days have been flying by. I don't really like that, but (laughs) some days I do, some days I don't. But we are here another week of the Happy Party Podcast. As always, I'm thrilled that you're here, and I want to open again today with talking about gratefulness. I want you to continue folding that laundry, doing the dishes, driving the kids to school, but out loud, I want you to list three things you're grateful for this very moment. Get your kids involved. Have them do it too. So mine would be the clean water that I'm drinking. This is the thing, guys. Like You can be grateful for what we might think are the silliest things, but I appreciate the fact that we have a well and we have a great filtration system on that well water. So I'm I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for my spin bike because I after I'm done recording this episode, I'm jumping on my spin bike and I am very thankful for my friends. Um we have some amazing friends in our lives and one of them is moving away and that makes me very sad and I <laughs> I'm getting choked up even talking about it, but They're moving an entire plane ride away, and it's sad. It's a great new beginning for them, but it's not a move that was expected um, ever. So it's one of those things. Um, I am super appreciative for the friendship that we have been able to form and that we'll continue to have. It'll just look different. And so... In this very moment, I am thankful for them because they are coming over later on. And so I am thankful for that. So anyway, um, be thankful for your friends. Make sure you reach out to them and let them know that you love them. All right. So if you're listening to this as it airs on September 28th, I am done recording my free three-day anti-inflammatory crockpot meal mini course. So exciting. In that course, I recorded three videos where I assemble the meals for you and chat a bit about the anti-inflammatory properties of some of the ingredients. I will also be providing you with the recipes in PDF format and a grocery list. And it is very nominal costs, like going to be $12. So it is such a great deal to have. And the other thing that you're going to also get is 
three days of group coaching within our Facebook group. So I have a separate group open for those who purchase this mini course. Like I said, it's only three days and it is coming to you in October. I'm pulling up my calendar as I sit here. Um, It starts October 12th and it goes until the 14th. So I have the group open And I'll have the link in the show notes so that you can go and purchase the course. As soon as the course is purchased, I will then be putting you in the Facebook group. And during those three days, I will be popping in there to coach you. I'll be popping the videos in there as well, but you'll get them with your course. So it's an online course. It's off Facebook. The only thing that is on Facebook is the actual group coaching piece, which is my favorite part. It'll be done via Zoom. And so... Um, or live videos, whichever people prefer. And when you are on the Zoom, you will be able to talk to me and ask me questions that you have about your health and fitness, all right? So that is going to be that little mini course. Okay, so for today's episode, I always listen to my clients and my listeners, and one thing that does keep coming up is intuitive eating, what it is, and how do I do it. So today we're going to talk about it, but we're not just talking about intuitive eating. I'll touch base on, I'm touching very, very high level, like just not even getting into the weeds of these things because you could really get into the weeds and this would be a very long episode. But we'll talk about emotional eating, mindful eating, and intuitive eating. What the heck is the difference between all of these? What are these to begin with? Um, So in order to understand intuitive eating, we need to get clear on the signs of emotional eating, including using food to self-soothe or to fill a void for comfort, uh, let's see, as a coping mechanism, or using it to feel some sense of control. Did you feel anything while I was saying any of that? So I think I mentioned for comfort. I mean, how many of us turn to food for comfort? If it's not food, is it a beverage of some sort as a coping mechanism, like I said, or to gain some sense of control? I know that there are people listening right now that deal with this. So I want to stress that these things are very different these emo- the emotional eating, the mindful eating, and the intuitive eating, they're very different than disordered eating. So if you feel like you have an eating disorder of any sort, please seek help for that and guidance from your physician because that is very different. So I don't want people to think that I'm giving any kind of medical advice or I am not a psychiatrist, I am not a psychologist, I am not a therapist. So this is not about disordered eating. It is about other things like emotional, mindful, and intuitive eating, okay? So understanding why you use food in response to your emotions is often the hardest part on your journey towards better health. Perceiving your body in certain ways has sometimes, most times, been embedded in us since we were young. Perceived body ideals that have been given to us through our diet culture, um, feeling different ways about your body because of lack of sleep, all of these things can contribute to emotional eating. If you are tired, 
What is the one thing you want to do aside from sleep? A lot of times you will think you are hungry or you'll want to self self soothe and then you'll go and turn to the fridge or the cabinets, right? When we hold on to these body ideals and what diet culture has for so very long implanted into us as truth, we go after the fad diets. And I'm here to tell you again that fad diets simply do not work. They do not work. To bring happiness to your body for the long term, my friend, this is all about the long term. This is like the long haul. What is sustainable? You must hone in on nutrient-dense meals that heal your body, and of course, with exercise too, right? So exercise is always a big piece of it. Um, Some people struggle more with getting the exercise done. Some people struggle more with the nutrition part. Um, But today's episode, like I said, is going to focus on the nutrition part. Um, But knowing why you go for the food is a huge piece of this, okay? We are biological beings. And we are thus hardwired to receive pleasure from sweet foods. We associate cakes and treats with celebration and fun, birthday parties, weddings, retirement parties. I can guarantee that nine out of 10 of them have cake or cupcake served. Am I right? I'm right. I know I am. (laughs) This is a type of psychological hunger. Yep, psychological hunger, where you're not even hungry for the stinking cake or the cupcake, but the fact that you're celebrating and you have always eaten cake at a celebration makes you want it. You might not even want it. You might even go to the actual celebration and think to yourself, I'm not eating the cake today. I'm just not doing it. And some of you will be quote unquote strong enough to deny the cake. However, a lot of us, myself included, I am raising my hand, will get there and feel like it's a celebration. It's my anniversary. It's this person's birthday. This old coworker is retiring. I need to celebrate that. And how do we celebrate things? With food and with cake. So you'll eat the cake. Now, craving sweet foods can also stem from dehydration, from boredom, from social situations like those parties, skewed hormones for any number of reasons. Your hormones can get really skewed and screwy, and a lot more factors can play into it. But those are some of the main ones. Are you always needing to meal plan but never get around to it? Are you feeling frustrated on not knowing how to start and 100% annoyed at how much fresh food you threw out each week because you buy it with every intention of cooking it and then it becomes compost? My friend, you need to grab my three-step guide to creating the perfect meal plan in 20 minutes or less. It's the baby step guide to getting started. And by the way, it also includes a meal planner and a one-week sample meal plan. Head over to www.melissahadley.com and the pop-up will give you a spot to grab it. Once you grab it, you will also be receiving information on that three-day anti-inflammatory crockpot mini meal course. Information on that is going to be trickling into your email box, so be sure to get on that email list. All right, back to today's episode. As a graduate of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, I did some research through them to bring this topic to you. 
Intuitive eating is a method created by Evelyn Tribol and Elise Resch. And it's composed of 10 principles to encourage people to stop fearing food and start honoring their bodies. Now, this is intuitive eating. Instead of having foods that are off limits and labeling food as good or quote unquote bad, like diets often do, right? Intuitive eating focuses on shifting to a mindset that rejects the diet mentality and respects what the body needs. Now, I love that because I can't stand the word diet. You, I will say this again, you are not on a diet. You have a diet, but you are not on a diet. The minute you are on a diet, that implies that you can fall off of a diet. (laughs) Hence the proverbial fell off the wagon when there's really no wagon. So, all right, we've got that clear. All right, here we go. So in addition, intuitive eating brings positivity into the act of eating often referred to as food freedom, all right? So I'll walk you through this a bit, but here are those 10 principles of intuitive eating. Number one, reject the diet mentality, please. Number two, honor your hunger. If you're hungry, eat, okay? Just eat healthy stuff. Number three, make peace with food. It is not the enemy. Number four, challenge the food police. Number five, respect your fullness. If you are full, so many of us have grown up or grew up in the um, thou shalt not leave anything on your plate (laughs) homes, which I totally understand. I can respect the fact that we shouldn't be wasteful because there are people in this world and in this country that don't have food, so we shouldn't be wasteful, but you can always put it in the fridge and use it as leftovers. But you don't need to be part of the clean the plate club all the time if you're full. So respect your fullness, okay? Number six, discover the satisfaction factor. Number seven, honor your feelings without using food. I'm going to say that one again. Honor your feelings without using food. Number eight, respect your body. Number nine, exercise. Yep. Number 10, honor your health. So intuitive eating allows you to eat all the foods you enjoy without obsessing about it. And listen, I am all for not obsessing. But with that said, it is also incredibly important to be cognizant of what is healthy for our body and what is not. And I know intuitively that the cake at the party isn't good for me, but does that mean I should eat cake every single day? Nope. Doesn't mean that I should eat the cake at the party. Sure. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself. But I think I've told this story before, but maybe not. My great aunt, she's so funny. I love her. It was years ago. We were talking about, um, we were talking about microwave popcorn and I was saying how absolutely wretched it is for your health. It's not good for you the microwave stuff that's in the bag and has all the fake stuff in it. (laughs) It's just, it's not good for you. She's like, yeah, but everything in moderation. All right. I said, sure, but what's moderation to you? She's like, every night. I'm like, ah, auntie, I won't call her out, but that is not moderation. That's like literally every day. So I would just encourage you to 
understand that you can have the cake at the party, but if you're having cake every night for dessert, probably not the best thing for your body. It's not even probably, you know, it's definitely not. (laughs) So there is also mindful eating where you are mindful of the food you are eating and all it does to and for your body while you're eating it. Now, I'm also a fan of this. Um, This is kind of how I go at my plate. And am I always perfect? No. But I am one of those people that if I am having the cake, I am enjoying it, but I'm also very aware of how it's going to make me feel the next day or the next hour. Um, And that's pretty much mindful eating. I kind of geek out about knowing what the vegetables and the healthy foods I'm eating are doing for my body. And I actually talk about this in the crock pot group and in the course, like what are these foods doing for your body? And I am quite aware of what the bad foods for me do to my body and for me that doesn't just include the cake. It's dairy, it's eggs, it's gluten. Heck, even pineapple doesn't do well in my body believe it or not. So knowing your body is super important. Journaling about how you feel, also very important. So we've chatted a bit about mindful eating and intuitive eating. And to me, they all tie into the emotional eating. How can you overcome emotional eating? I'll steal a few pieces from intuitive eating and say that exercise can help. Honoring your health, honoring your feelings without using food, and respecting your body are all fabulous ways to combat emotional eating. Okay, but how do you combat it? Many times you're likely not even hungry, so go grab some water or some tea, sip on that, and be sure you're sleeping enough. I know that that can be hard sometimes, but you really want to be sure that you are sleeping enough. All right, so exercise, like I mentioned, helps a lot. If you're staring in the fridge, go for a walk outside or go do a workout of some sort. Distract yourself. The feeling will pass if it was just a feeling versus real hunger. All right, let me say that again. The feeling will pass if it was just a feeling versus real hunger. So life is stressful. I get it. But that leftover pizza from the weekend in the fridge is simply not going to make the stress better. It actually can make you feel worse. And so my hope for you, my friend, is that if you struggle with emotional eating, is that you take control of that and find something that will help you. Meal planning, meal prepping, mixing up your food choices, setting goals. You've got this, my friend. I know you do. I know it's overwhelming sometimes, but the reward of how you're going to feel afterwards is so worth it. And at the end of the day, eat. You can absolutely freaking treat your dang self without feeling guilt. You're not expected to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. When we lose the notion that we should be perfect to succeed with our nutrition journey, we will then succeed. Please go eat the cake at the wedding. Enjoy every bite and then get right back to your healthy eating and healthy routine the next day. Don't even think twice about the dang cake. I'm using cake a lot. It could be ice cream. It could be whatever, but cake seemed like a good choice. (laughs) And if you're like, um, what routine is she talking about? Let's chat because Being on a healthy routine of meal 
planning and meal prepping and then being prepared for the week takes out so much stress from your life. I'm telling you, it helps tremendously. All right. Thank you so much for being with me today. I would so love it if you shared this episode on your social and or with a friend who it could help. Don't forget to grab that three-step guide to creating the perfect meal plan over at www.melissahadley.com. And check out that link in the show notes for the Crock-Pot Anti-Inflammatory Group. It's going to be a blast. I am so excited for it. And I would be so happy if you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a thing. And that review section, it means a lot. Leaving a five-star review is like leaving a tip in the tip jar at your favorite coffee shop. Not required, but certainly appreciated. Those five stars are the lifeblood of a podcast. It helps us reach more people and share the message. Until next week, my friend, be well, be kind, and find the happy in the everyday.